0: It's like, yes, we're going through, we're making these decisions, we're, we're trying to live by this standard, but I, I still fail so consistently. Potentially. Potentially, it's the Topos. I get that. Most likely the Topos. Most <laughs> likely it's the Topos. Because, so. you know, it's like they are a perfect combination of a Hoka and an Ultra.
1: Okay. Cause you In got, what regard?
0: Because you have the bigger toe box okay. of the Ultra. But you have, and they feel kind of like the same as Ultras. Mm-hmm. But you have the heel drop and the a little bit more cushioning of the Hoka. Okay. And the durability of the Hoka. Mm. durability of the hook okay yeah yeah i was gonna say
1: durability is a, a kind of a i don't know
0: those air quotes for those that couldn't see it
1: to each his own hey but we're here we're in here we're recording we're live we are here dang we're alive we're hey, so, yeah, dude. hey welcome back to the next in line podcast everybody yeah um how you doing brother been doing good man it's a good week busy week uh busy weekend weekend yeah i had a trail yeah. run had uh run up for a funeral back to central texas uh a lot of things like that man
0: did y'all end up making it up there
1: i uh, made it up there for visitation on friday and then uh uh jetted on back because i had to get up about five in the morning or so four forty-five to go make it over to the frio trail runs this weekend mm-hmm. um but all in all good week what about y'all brother
0: it's good man it's good it's a, it a big week for me man Last year of my 20s. Ouch. I know it. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, dang, I'm getting old. But, it, like, you can reflect back to stuff that just seems like yesterday. And in reality, it was 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And, I mean, sometimes, you know, 15, 20 years ago. You know what I mean?
1: That's really fair. But even with that being said, like, I, me and you have undergone some changes. Specifically, like, your changes you've undergone have been weight loss, getting a little bit more active, kind of grabbing life by the horns with some of the changes you've decided to make. And I feel like the – I hate the old saying, age is just a number kind of thing. but It really is. It really is, right? It's all perspective. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't know. I feel much more active, hyper, uh, and just ready to go than I did whenever I was 23.
0: You know, I feel like a great example of all this are the older folks that we see out there at these ultras, actually. I mean, Ooh. dude, there's some like 70 year olds out there busting out 100 miles um at the at Hobner or not Hobnaro, Brisbane, sorry. Um recently <laughs> one one in the same apparently, <laughs> was, They're all out there the same course now. <laughs> yeah. Um but Bobby Bobby Nye, I think was his name. Uh, I mean, shoot, man. I think he was high high 70s, low 80s maybe, something like that. Mm. And that's pretty – I mean, he's been running Leadville since, like, 05, looking at his ultra sign-up.
1: That's pretty awesome, man. Honestly, like, I, it just further, further reinforces that point that it's not really how old you are on paper, what that birth certificate says, but it's how you feel, how you take care of yourself, what you do, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, shoot, just stay moving, all right?
1: Yeah. So even though you're about to be old – I'm joking. I'm right there behind you. I know the three um, yo is coming pretty quick,
0: man. I don't know, dude, no freaking
1: kidding. Um, but even though we're getting to that point, man, it it feels I don't know. Feel just kind of like refilled. Uh,
0: you know, I think the the biggest piece of mind is you know if if you know. Seeing Barnes out there doing his thing, if he can do it, then anybody else can That's right, that old man. <laughs> the old dude out there. <laughs> uh, speaking
1: of Barnes, speaking of Barnes, I want to jump into it. Axis Recovery, guys. I know we talk about them. They are a partner of the podcast. Mention next in line over there at Axis Recovery in Conroe, Texas to get 10% off your visit. Cold plunge, sauna, Norma Tech boots, stretching, and just overall expertise.
0: And they also have the IV girl come by through and, and help out folks on that end too, right?
1: Yeah, she was over there this past week. And I think they scheduled it, but I know that's one of their partners as well that they work with. Uh, so at, yeah. at the very least, they can connect you. I'm, I'm sure there's something they could do appointment-wise to get that lined out and get you the full treatment there as well. Yeah,
0: absolutely, folks. And the other thing too, man, I don't know about you, but I love my Norman Tech boots.
1: I don't have any yet. Yeah. i need some oh i borrow dads that's all the right. time that's dude right. man but tell me tell me about how nice <laughs> it is having them hit me with it
0: you know maybe it's a little irresponsible but i bought some with my uh what was that my hsa thinking that the hsa was a user lose it When in fact it's the fsa i may have that backwards but either way um whenever i was leaving my previous company i was like oh dude i gotta use this money before i lose it and so i went and bought some norma boots and uh Game changer, man. Yeah, I don't know. it's just nice on recovery. Um, going through, and, and it's just uh, relaxing overall, makes you feel completely different at the end of the session.
1: Yeah, uh, for those of y'all that don't know what normatex are, it is basically a series of blood pressure cuffs along your legs in the form of <laughs> boots, more or less. Uh, yeah. It uses air to pump those chambers up and it squeezes and massages the muscles. Um, on a cycle but it also takes all of that lactic acid and crap that's in your muscles and saturated in there and squeezes it and moves it into your body um so it's very beneficial for getting over soreness for recovery from runs i honestly wish i had a set uh coming off of the race i ran this weekend but hey we are good to go we're recovering actually pretty well so it's a it's been a good run
0: yeah yeah absolutely um you know so diving into a little bit man um how was that race for you this weekend?
1: Man, that was a, it was everything I could have hoped it was going to be, you know. What was your
0: mindset going into it?
1: Mindset going into it was, I live in a neighborhood where I run a 10 mile loop and get 150 foot of elevation. There's, Same. Yep. <laughs> hey, you're my neighbor. Um, <laughs> dude, it's so, oh, it's so irritating. We live down here in South Texas and it's just flat, right? And it's okay. Yep. Whatever, because we're close to the hill country. We can go find some elevation, which is exactly what the point of this weekend was for me. I got to train, train for Cocodona. There's 40,000 foot of elevation change over the 250-mile course. So I was looking for something that was going to challenge me a little bit. And the course was more or less kind of rolling hills or flat for the most part until you get to this mountain at mile 3.4. Um, and then you go straight up for about <laughs> a third to half of a mile. Um to the point of people crawling on their hands and knees up to the top of this thing. Um, yeah. yeah, and and it didn't seem like a whole lot. It was 3,500 foot or 3,600 foot of elevation change over the course of 33 miles. Uh, but whenever you really get into that and you're <laughs> doing a 6.6 mile loop, mm-hmm. so you're hitting that hill five times. Yeah. Kind of, kind of gets into a little bit of mindset stuff and uh, tricks and, and – what you think about how you approach that hill uh so it it really was i mean coming around the fourth and the fifth time it was a challenge getting up it but it was it was something i was able to attack from a point of gratitude rather than a point of obligation and what i mean by that is i i changed the way i look at it by saying i don't have to go up this hill 5 times mm. i came out here for this for training cuz i don't get this opportunity ever so i get to go up this hill 5 times and it might be crazy to think like that.
0: Oh, I mean that's a pretty powerful thing in and of itself. You know, I feel like so often, you know, you're you're out there in these races that you sign up for. You're out there in a competition, or you're going through the daily grind of your workout or whatever. But like that's literally the purpose behind what we're doing. Yeah, and it's easy to lose sight of that in that moment, just because like, dude, grinding up this hill once again and it freaking sucks. Yeah. But that's the opportunity um, that lies right in front of you. So that's a pretty, pretty powerful thing.
1: Yeah, and it, that was that was probably the biggest takeaway for me, right? Changing that perspective and saying, okay, like I, I need this, and it is put in front of me as a test of something that is going to make me better through hardship and through pain and learning to enjoy that and be thankful for it.
0: So, yeah. Let me ask you this, though. Um, just because, you know, I know how you – I mean, I know how you are with races and, what you and mean? training races. What you
1: mean?
0: <laughs> um, you know, what was the struggle like in, in keeping in mind that it was a training run for you, not necessarily getting out there and just hammering down and, and trying to be first? I mean, you did come in third overall. Did like, you come like, in third? Like, like did that – was that a battle for you? Or were you a little bit – were able to kind of power through that a little bit more maturely this go-round? Because uh. – for those that don't I was about maybe to say, recall context, there was a uh, marathon that you signed up for, you know, yeah. what a year road, and a half yeah. ago now or so. Yeah, right
1: before Habanero.
0: That was supposed to be a training room, man. It was, and uh, you got out there, hammered down on that trail, and, and ended up running yourself ragged. But you ran, you won the race. That wasn't the intention behind it. So, what does that shift look like for you, or what does that shift look, um, yeah, looking like for you, you know, now compared to then?
1: Yeah, so Lane laid the context pretty well, but I am the most competitive person <clears throat> in the world. Not to an unhealthy point where I'm going to do something immoral to win, right? But mm-hmm. I'm going to give everything I got because I'm on this world to compete and to give the best example of <laughs> what it can be, right? I mean, I'm yeah. going to try to inspire people with the efforts I put out, and yeah. and that's what I feel like I do whenever I get into these spots. But I um, was a little bit humbled out there, honestly, straight up, just directly honest with you You got out there there's i got third it's a small intimate event put on by texas outlaw running company it was a great organized race it was awesome Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was a small event there was only about 11 runners in the 50k category so whenever Mm -hmm. i got third it's not not anything too crazy but with that being said i thought i was going to show up and have an opportunity to win this thing and uh, really push through and man i could tell you uh i was wrong There were two individuals that showed up out there to run this race that meant business. The girl that won this thing uh, holds the FKT for Guadalupe Peak, fastest known time. Really? She is fast. Yeah. She is also a very good runner on hills and mountains. Okay. Uh, I thought that might slow her down a little bit because she left us. We were running in like the 820, 830 pace starting off on this race, and she left us behind. Really? <laughs> yeah, she was moving. So,
0: I, I mean, dude, an eight minute pace on trails is, is moving regardless. It is. And so, for y'all to be dusted, I mean, shh.
1: Correct. Yeah. No. Exactly. So. So. Honestly, that that little bit of humbling made life a little bit easier because I was like, ah, I I really don't have a chance at winning this thing, so I'm just gonna go out and run my race.
0: I guess it probably kind of took that weight off the back, like right off the back. I guess
1: it did because the other side of this too is like in ultra running, there's not a ton of opportunities for a mediocre runner, and I call myself a very mediocre runner to win races, mm-hmm. right? There's usually some stud out there that's going to come in and just knock it down, right? And I <coughs> love getting opportunities to do that because it's a chance for me to to get some exposure and have to live in the light as somebody that takes first place, which is still being encouraging to others, viewing things from that point of view, like, okay, I showed up in my hard work paid off I was able to put in the work and do what I needed to do to be successful and there's a lot of humility that you're able to practice whenever you're able to win one of these events and that's why I enjoy it and that's one of the big reasons I go out hard whenever I have the chance to win one of these Mm -hmm. Um, and that wasn't the case this time around I still ran a strong race ran a little bit harder than I probably should have out there Um, I was still putting down 815 to 820 mile pace, uh, and even a little bit lower than that on the downhills, uh, on the last lap of the race with 30 miles already completed. Um, so probably hammered a little bit more than I needed to, but man, got to go out there and experience something I didn't get to experience a lot, which is elevation. Got to meet some cool people and, uh, get involved with some folks that are Honestly, really good folks. Um, make some connections and learn about some trails that could really serve me as I get into trying to prep for Cokedona. Uh, I was told mm-hmm. about some trails on the west side, the power lines over in San Antonio. Oh yeah, I was yeah. told it's about five miles and fourteen to fifteen hundred foot of elevation gain over those five miles. Really? Yeah, so that's enticing. Yeah, really needed that.
0: I say, I mean, with us over here in... Uh in uh, minimal elevation you know that may not be a bad option for Flatlanders, boy. (laughs) yeah (laughs) but i mean i laugh because it's all relative right because you know back whenever we're in houston that's some flatland over there dude oh man yeah and i was like man I'm, i'm smoking it out here in these neighborhoods on these streets getting out there running and then you know we moved over here it's like hot dang we finally got a couple hills yeah and but i mean Hills,
1: right? Yeah, it's still not.
0: And it's not really a a hill, but I mean, you know, it's better than nothing. But I know that it it just kind of fails in comparison to to a lot of other stuff out there. So
1: it does. And that's good enough. Yeah, this one was technical, had some loose rock and some uh, craggly rock. So not only did I get to go out there and push myself in that regard, I got to gear test. I got to test out some trekking poles. I got to test out the quiver that they're stored in, accessing those, getting them in and out, um, testing nutrition and a few other just like key pieces of gear that are are important to understand and know their limits. Like shoes, honestly, are a huge when we were talking about shoes at the beginning of this podcast. But
0: mm-hmm. were you running your goats again?
1: Yeah, I was running speed goats, speed yeah. goat fives. Uh, honestly, dude, I think they're going to be my go to. I think I'm going to ride in them. I know I haven't tried anything else, but I don't want to because knock on wood, I don't get blisters. I don't end up with foot issues right now in yeah. the capacity I'm running. Yeah. So, with the sock and shoe combination I'm doing, I'm I'm happy. I'm golden. I'm going to stay where I am at.
0: I mean, it's hard to beat, too, man. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. You know, I, I'm never the biggest fan of, of, you know, the saying, you know, if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, because you can always go through and improve in every in all areas, right? For sure. But whenever it comes to gear, And and stuff like that i mean if it's working for you um you know why why change something like that at least i guess
1: and that's where i'm living man honestly where i'm at um and i think
0: you know going back to the whole um you know whenever you do go through and win something you know you have that big opportunity to kind of practice uh you know humbleness and, and everything else but I think that this was probably a, a solid opportunity for for you to kind of go through and, and and capitalize on that in, in this past race that you recently had, too. Um, you know, I think it's whenever you are subjected to like the same individuals, um, the same training plan and, and, and everything else, it's like, you know, in this specific area, I am able to continue to um to compete at that higher level i am a top performer within those that i surround myself with currently but whenever you subject yourself to those that are that next step then it's like oh here we go again this is how much more i need to improve on you know what i mean
1: oh 100 percent. so that, that's it's probably... always
0: awesome getting to get out there and be exposed to stuff like that i guess
1: yeah no i, I think that's a great point and it, it's inspiring a little bit because i mean i I say I got blown out by these individuals, and and over the course of a long race like this, I probably dropped back thirty to forty five minutes behind them, mm-hmm. um, which is was first in place, close to each other. I think first and second were pretty close or, to each yeah, other. First,
0: second, yeah. Um, and you know were they from the area or?
1: One of them's local to San Antonio-ish. I um, know. I think the other guy is too, but I didn't catch him as far as like where he's from and all his info. Gotcha. Um, I I was able to talk with another runner that knew the girl that won, and that's how I found out a little bit more about who she was and what she'd done. Um,
0: the reason I ask is, you know, I'm trying to see if us Flatlanders have a chance. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Well I mean that's what it is. There's 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 ways for us to create some of this training. And I think I think that's one of the things that's proven uh and gonna be proven over this Cocodona two fifty prep is that if I go out there and, and I really commit to the hills and don't let myself back out of this, you know, and, and take the easy way out and just run this flats, I think it could be pretty beneficial once we get into this thing, you know? Yeah. Um, learned that it might be a good idea to, to implement some of the weight training that I'd let go to strengthen hamstrings a little bit and quads too.
0: That's something I was talking to my coach about as well and it's something that I actually heard first through, I don't recall if it was a Nick Bear podcast or one of his YouTube videos I was watching um, You know, but being I think it was um, the one that he did with Cam Haynes actually on the left run shoot uh, that they did he was talking about you know he goes through he lifts heavy Um, throughout the week especially his legs because whenever he was over in the Austin area I mean you know there's there's a little bit of elevation that you can hit out there but nothing like up in Oregon or Colorado or anything like that
1: yeah even Tennessee where he's at now
0: yeah absolutely and so to supplement that you know he was still um, lifting legs heavy like deep squats heavy squats um, and, and just being super focused on that area as well and whenever I was talking to my coach about it Um, He's like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's the best thing to supplement whenever you don't have anything. So,
1: That's fair. Well, I'll – So,
0: what I'm saying is –
1: I got to start lifting legs. Hey,
0: man. Leg day with me. Come on.
1: I will. I will absolutely. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign me up. Y'all hear it there. Hold me accountable. I hate lifting legs, honestly.
0: There's no better day than leg day.
1: Well, I like leg day as a leg day, but I don't like mixing leg day into a running schedule to where it fries my legs somewhere in there, which probably is what I need.
0: Well, and I had a little bit of that this weekend myself. Um, You know, I I was super um, conscientious of that whenever um, this past Thursday, whenever I lifted legs. I was like, you know, I need to make sure that I'm not just going through and lifting like, you know, um moderate weight to to just kind of keep um, you know, the the muscle that I do have, but you know, to continue trying progressing like I was before, you know what I mean? Sure. And I absolutely fried my legs. And then Friday <laughs> was my off day, and then Saturdays so I have my long runs. And dude, the first 3 4 miles of my uh, my run it was like whew got to get these legs moving because I'm still sore, trying to break them loose a little bit. Mm-hmm. But by mile six, I was like, all right, my legs are loose for sure, but now I can't go any faster because, man, in- you know, it's where I'm at in my training is like mile six, like I'm already like kind of into it, right?
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, my speed wasn't there at that point. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, here's, here's the struggle, but here's the opportunity to continue improving. You know what I mean?
1: That's completely fair. Yeah,
0: so it's uh, I don't know, it's awesome. I, I enjoy the process. So
1: that's cool. How how far do you end up running this weekend?
0: I had a ten miler. You hit double digits this I weekend, hit double, big dude. Yeah, man, I Ooh. did. Okay. And uh, you know, I, we knocked out that nine miler last weekend. Um, we got a ten fifteen pace. I was mm-hmm. supposed to be at ten fifteen this past weekend or yesterday, and um, you know I was a little bit slower, and okay. uh, you know. Came in at about 1039, 1040, somewhere around there, average. In the
1: neighborhood-ish.
0: Ish. Um, you know, I find it crazy how it's like in one end, it's like 15 seconds. Like, it's 15 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. But in the running world, 15 seconds is, is like that compounds over mileage. Oh, yeah. And that ends up being a, a pretty big distance that you have to cover. Um, So, it's, it's kind of crazy. I did finish out, I think, my last mile a uh, mile ten, I came in at like a nine fifty nine or something like that. So I was able to to bust it a little bit loose on on that back end. But um yeah, man. I mean it, it's all been a learning process for me and I'll, I'm I'm enjoying it. So it's been solid.
1: Man, it's exciting. It's exciting. I, I love seeing you back in the running world. It's pretty it's pretty fun. Um, oh yeah. And speaking probably I know we need to move on out of the running category, but one last thing we did get a chance to talk to or I got a chance to talk to Michael Ruiz today. My cousin. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah, he was How's he feeling? Man, he's feeling a lot better. He's got a slight limp still dealing with that torn calf, but um man, he's ready to unpack that thing. Yeah. Yeah, Heck he's, yeah dude. he's ready to get on here and talk and y'all get to hear the awesome story of him uh him knocking out the I, I want to call it freaking Havener 100. Know, that's hard, man. The Brazos been 100 <laughs> at Seven Isle Ranch uh this year. It's honestly it's going to be one of the one of the coolest stories I tell. Uh it it hit me just like my dad's race at rocky raccoon hit me with seeing just overcoming so much adversity uh, and getting into it but we'll we'll get to dive into that in the next couple of weeks y'all should expect that that interview and that conversation so um be looking for that and we're super stoked about it so heck
0: yeah dude i'm i'm looking forward to getting to hear his side of things while it's still fresh in his mind um you know i know that it it takes some time to go through and, and process all of those things but um yeah man i think it's about time to, yeah to get that story and and uh just kind of learn all the things that, that he took away from it so
1: yeah yeah and we'll be we'll be using some of that film probably to uh to also finish out the the documentary that we want to throw out on youtube with some oh, of his cool. stuff as well Heck, so, yeah pretty stoked about it man
0: um i know you said last thing but we do have one more
1: oh and yeah folks, world, one more
0: yeah yeah um Dude, I'm pretty stoked. We signed up for the three or seven race out in Georgia.
1: Yeah, we got another race. You thought we were taking some time off? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we ain't got time for that.
1: <laughs> no, no, uh, man. We've I ran the three of seven project fifty k a couple years ago whenever they had their first race, yeah. um, and we've been huge fans of what they do and the message they're putting out and and the guys that they are. Yeah,
0: um, I mean, I can't, I can't um, overstate or understate whatever that term is, but. Like the impact that they have had on me individually, I know that they've had on you, um, has just been so amazing. And getting to getting that opportunity to go out there and uh, and see what that's all about in person this is gonna be pretty awesome.
1: Man, Chad Wright piqued my interest in ultra running, and then his race was really the only reason I even started. So yeah, if it wasn't for for those guys, I might have found it one day, but man, it wouldn't be where it's at right now. So I, and and along with that, everything that develops from that. Right.
0: Yeah, and it's been pretty cool, um, you know, getting to kind of be a part of their development in a way, you know, from the listener side. Oh, for sure. Because you started listening to them back in 2020. I think or so. Maybe 2019-ish, somewhere around there. I yeah. think 2020.
1: I, I think it was, yeah, I think it was 2020.
0: And I started listening to them, um, I think, end of 2020, whenever you're going through 75 hard and you brought it to my attention. Mm-hmm and um you know just uh just the amount of growth that they've had over the past few years it's been pretty awesome to see too
1: oh absolutely man you just something you hope you can grab onto and take on too man yeah want to want to share in that and and what an example they've they've left for people like us that want to try to help others
0: what a standard
1: oh unlike any other (laughs) standard man honestly um it's beautiful it's really cool to see and and i guess back to the so we're going to run their race. They have a trail run that they're having out in Georgia on the 10th. Uh, we decided to be brave souls and hop in the truck on February 8th, <laughs> uh, along with Mr. Billy Pitts, my father. Um, we're going to go, drive
0: that sucker, man. We're going
1: to drive it. We're going to hop in the Expedition, and Thanks. we're going to roll out. 15-hour drive? 15-hour drive, yep. northwest Georgia, to Rome out there. Heck, yeah. Um, then we'll we'll get there sometime Friday, stay the night, and then get up and run some races. I think you and Dad are doing the four-hour
0: yeah, I'm doing the four-hour. Is that what your dad decided? I think
1: dad signed up for the four-hour as well. Cool, yeah. So y'all be in heated competition out there for that one.
0: Something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, gonna be both out there hobbling up that hill, man. Man, the elevation <laughs> out there,
1: apparently no joke. Uh, we did some, some scouting on the maps and terrain, and uh, it looks pretty intense. But I'm, I'll am i be doing the eight-hour as well. So it's going to, yeah. yeah. I just want to get as much exposure to that and that opportunity as I can, man.
0: I'm really looking forward to it as well just from you know i i haven't been on the runner side per se because i've always been a pacer you know what i mean we knocked out my Spartan ultra which is an ultra right but it's it's completely different side of of the the traditional um, races that you look at for sure but getting to be on on this side of it you know i'm pretty excited to go through and and you know kind of see where i lay and see what um you know everything else is looking like man so this should be pretty Solid.
1: no absolutely i i agree with you man i it's one of those things that uh that it was a it was a really good opportunity it was a really good lesson it taught us a lot it was a lot of grinding mm-hmm. uh, but it was broken part just a little bit differently than than the beating your head against a rock for yeah for six seven hours straight up over and over yeah um but I, i'm excited for you because uh-huh. i know how much running means to you and yeah. how excited you are for this um, and potentially some news to drop about some races Lane might be doing upcoming later on, but oh. I'll leave it alone. He doesn't <laughs> want to put it out there in the world yet, and he's probably going to talk crap to me about bringing it up anyway. Um, but regardless. Um,
0: Either way, man, it, it'll be freaking, it'll, it'll be quite the experience. It's quite the opportunity that we have, and it's something that I don't take lightly, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. And and going out to this race there's gonna be a lot of good fellowship too. There's gonna be a lot of good opportunity. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of room to dig deeper into that pain cave and overcome some mm-hmm. some things that we're not used to. So I'm stoked about that. Yeah. Absolutely. And just the fellowship of going out there with you and my dad and being surrounded by good people.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, you know, that road trip, I'm I'm sure we're gonna have some some pretty uh some pretty in depth uh conversations that we're gonna get to unpack. So
1: Yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll do some recording in the car or something. Hey. But that may be something some to definitely consider. Let's look at it. But so
0: but folks, one other thing that's pretty surprising. Um these these dang chilly results. I was blown away by that. Oh, I yeah? think
1: dude. You haven't even told me. I didn't, didn't me realize
0: yet. how many folks are on the wrong side of the fence. That's all I'm saying.
1: Perspective is like a heck of a thing, <laughs> ain't it? Um Um so let's break it down real quick. Let's take a look. I get it, if you will. Lane posted this right after the last podcast. Now, mind you, the poll of do beans belong in Chile?
0: Yeah. So, of everybody that that you know responded to the poll, fifty three percent said yes. Mm. Fifty three. Fifty three percent blew my mind. And forty seven said. And the other side was twenty seven percent said
1: no. Okay. And the remaining twenty, no preference. Really. I, dude, so it was a dominant performance by Beans and Chili. Is what hey, we're getting
0: at. I, you know, I think there's a lot of folks that you know, unfortunately, they just weren't subjected to the right things growing up. I don't know.
1: You know, yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, right? But sure, yeah, you're right. If, if if yeah, whatever, whatever.
0: No, I maybe you know, I don't know.
1: We were right, is what I'm saying. We were right. Beans and Chili. Even if you cook them on the side first and throw them in <laughs> <Billy>. the <laughs> Calling you out again, man. That's right. We did have Yeah, we actually had people messaging us and telling us about it and being decently opinionated about it. So I, I'm here for it.
0: I don't know. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things like I'll always, you can make assumptions out of anything really. And, and that was just a highlighting fact that I was just like, wow, I, I'm ignorant to, to some things out there, I guess. Yeah, which isn't surprising either, but
1: <laughs> you know, I I understand. It, it just,
0: it, I guess, really at the end of the day, it just kind of made me take a step back. It's like, wow, okay, I'm I'm not in the majority like I thought I was. That's right. Yeah, that's so, right. Hey, I don't mind being the underdog.
1: That's okay. No, I I'll give it to you, man. I, I do enjoy a little bit of chili without beans sometimes, but I if you're making chili <laughs> and it is. Going to be real chilly. I want to see beans in there, and and it seems like y'all agree with us. So thank y'all for that. Um, we will share in that victory together. Maybe have a potluck like one of these days. Make make some beans and chili, and and
0: I'll bring the cornbread at least. Yeah, we'll let
1: you we'll let you say on that side, but you keep your hands off of our chili, there, brother. <laughs> oh, well, good that. I'm glad we were able to get that out in the open and, uh, and air it out, man. That's an important topic.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's dive into it, man. Um, you know, last last time we were kind of going through uh, Matthew chapter four and five a little bit, and um, you know, we were going over the Beatitudes, and that's something that you know I'm still I'm still pondering pretty pretty heavily in my mind, right? So we're going through, we're looking at the Beatitudes again, real quick. And for me, it's just something that's that's kind of been sticking out in my mind. It's like, you know, right that first verse, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And is it you know, are they poor in spirit just from how much they've given, right? And and it makes me reflect on how little realistically I probably do give. You know what I mean? That's fair. And it it just going through the beatitudes, going through the rest of chapter five, you know, talking about the salts and the light, the fulfillment of the law, um, murder, adultery, divorce, oaths, you know, these, these eye for an eye, you know, just a few of those bigger topics. I mean, not a few of the bigger topics, but the topics in general, um, you know, just some things that that became super apparent to me, you know, going through this. And something that we were kind of kind of reflecting back on on our run last time was like, one, you know, all of my shortcomings have just truly become apparent in, in my mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And in addition to that, it's just how backwards society is right now, just as a whole.
1: You want to explain that a little bit?
0: Just how backwards it is, yeah. or, or well, the reflection of myself.
1: Something? Well, uh, how I think the one that grabbed me right there, obviously, your reflection is very important. I got some something to think about on that first verse you mentioned, but yeah, um, what do you mean by society's backwards? Is there? Do you have any examples of that,
0: dude? I mean, you know, let's just kind of you know looking at the different um, topics that we have right here. You know, um, adultery you know, if you hop on Instagram, you hop on any social media, I mean, just the, the, the stark difference from the standard that's set in the Bible and scripture for us compared to what is consistently thrown at us on a daily basis, right? You know, you go on there, there's, there, there's, there's women, you know, all over Instagram that are, um, you know, I don't know if it's self-promoting or, or whatever it may be, but it, it's, it's, You know, there's temptation there, right?
1: The over-sexualization of everything. Yeah, there we go. Absolutely.
0: And how normal that has become, right? That's fair. And you go through, you talk about divorce um, in here, and it says, you know, the only exception for divorce would be sexual immorality. Um, But outside of that, you know, how many failed relationships can we see or do we see out there on a daily basis? And how common it is now you know what i mean yeah and, and not only there it goes into the O's and you know being eye for an eye and you know you do something to me i i should reflect or i should respond back in the same manner right but in scripture it tells us to he hits you on the right cheek show him your left cheek give him that side too
1: well we hear all the time like i'm gonna match the energy given to me is the kind of the common thing yeah nowadays but that's not it
0: yeah and you know it's just for me it it, 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 it's just a mixture of things man it's just you know the further i dive into this you know there's some things that i i do struggle with absolutely just as we all do right yep but it's how apparent my shortcomings are on so many different things but it's not just me and you know i I have no room for judgment against either uh, or others um You know, because I again, like, I just have so many different things that you know, I need to continue progressing on. But whenever our entire society as a whole is literally the exact opposite of the standards that are set for us, it's like, man, you know what a what a, you know, there's two different ways you can look at it. What an opportunity for us to truly strive and live towards these standards, Mm -hmm. or there's folks out there that may be like. Dude, this is what's this is point? how it is.
1: Okay. Fair enough, Why yeah. should I change? Yeah. that yeah, What's the point? What I'm is the purpose?
0: An Absolutely. And you know, it's just making sure that I don't know. It's just self-checking your perspective, I guess. And just something that's been really hitting on me this past week. Hmm. Sorry, that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> no, no, that's a,
1: that's a awesome thing. Um, I think I think you're right on the head of it and I think that's what that's what's so enticing about what we're doing here and and why I think it's so important is because I was there in a lot of ways I'm still there right like I I still have that self-reflection I still get exposed to a lot of those things the temptation lives in front of us all the time whatever it might be right Yep, um, absolutely. It doesn't have to be the sexualization on social media. It can be the temptation to not do the things we're supposed to do, and to to be less than we're supposed to be, to compromise. Well,
0: right? and the bigger thing too is like, dude, it's not even just social media. Like the music you listen to, like I've something that one. something that hit me so hard is you know I go through and I I listen to. Um, some pretty upbeat, hardcore, like OG thug and rap in the gym, right? Same. And if it ain't that, then some hardcore metal.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And whenever you stop to, you know, you're not listening to the beat or the rhythm of the song or, you know, the guitar screaming in the background or whatever it may be, but whenever you stop to listen to the lyrics,
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's some heinous, filthy stuff that is said in those songs
1: yeah and it's it's, no beating around the bush either it's (laughs) no
0: dude it it is like straight in your face no ifs ands or buts and i mean like something simple as like lyrics on a song it's like dang i really like this song but then you start to stop and listen it's like why am i subjecting myself to this ideology or this thought of whatever it may be right yeah but then you still make the decision to listen to the dang song anyways it's like why And it's funny
1: why it's funny you say that because I've actually like I got Spotify and it creates custom playlists for me and everything like that. Like daily, daily playlist, number one or two or three, whatever. And I've been sifting through and removing a lot of stuff that doesn't align with what I want to do or the person I need to become. Right. Yeah. The, The path we're trying to walk right now, because I've realized that as well. I've also tried to limit time on social media mm-hmm. uh, to only being on. I've got two separate accounts right now: um, the Next in Line account and the Chance Pitts account. Yeah. Right, I try to limit my time on the Chance Pitts account because there is way more just crap
0: just out it. there. Yeah,
1: yeah, it just right in your face. And the Next in Line, it I follow not ordinary people, but I follow people that uphold the values and principles that we try. To live with right so that's a direct reflection and it creates that environment and it, you're exactly right i mean it just it just society grabs on all of that and and it it's a vicious cycle of repeating because whenever you get a little bit more of that and you get exposure to it like it just it it pulls these worldly things inside of you that's like okay yeah that's that's where we're at that's where we're going mm-hmm. feed me yeah give me more and and Man, I've, I've been that way for so long, and it's been a really refreshing change of pace to get away from that in, in a lot of regards, too. But I, I see it. I think,
0: and you know, the struggle for me is like, yes, we're going through, we're making these decisions, we're, we're trying to live by the standard, but I, I still fail so consistently. Correct. And it's like, why, Like what, what is the root cause of that failure? Is it just like being uncomfortable? is it the lack of discipline you know is it you know we're striving for for perfectionism in in some regard right mm-hmm. and it, is it the lack of being able to do that but it's like at the end of the day what makes like what is it that that allows that decision in myself to myself like it's just a song like why can't i listen to it i'm not really listening to the words anyway i'm the, the beat of the song gets me going in the gym. You know, it keeps me hitting those reps and, and whatever else. is like, but why? Yeah. Why do I continuously miss that mark? And that's something that was very apparent and, and made me kind of irritated with myself in the gym this morning before recording this. You know, I was listening to a song, and it's just like, what is the – Reason for me allowing myself to continue to make exceptions with certain things. Yeah, like why? And it's a rhetorical question. Yeah, I know that you don't have that answer for me. I don't have that answer for myself.
1: No, I've just got examples of them popping in my head. But it's
0: just like, dude, like what the crap is wrong with me, man? Right. (laughs) Like, and you know, I think you know, some of it is. Now that, you know, I, I, I've been going through and praying, you know, like, Lord, just show me, you know, where I truly stand. And, and just having, you know, all those shortcomings, like, just truly, like, just in my head and so apparent. And, you know, I think, you know, obviously the first step, people joke about it, like right? The first step of recovery or whatever it may be is, like, realizing you have a problem. Yeah. Realizing you're short, like, where you fall short consistently. And that's where we're able to start moving forward and making progress. But, dude, it's just like, <laughs> like, am I just that ignorant to, to how I am myself? And, you know, I can easily turn an eye to it and be like, dude, I mean, you, you've made progress here, here, and here. You're not a bad person.
1: Slipping but, up's okay.
0: But once you allow that ex- that, that exception, then it's like, then, then what's the point of it all? If you're going to make that exception – you know, you, you're not going to make any progress. And that's so relevant in, in all of our training that we do. You know, shoot, let me snooze that alarm. I'm going to sleep in a little bit. And other, you know, I, I pride myself in that typically I'm able to get up first alarm 4 a.m. every morning, right? Mm-hmm. The other morning, it was, it was my off day per se. So it was Friday. And my alarm went off at 4. I hit that snooze. I was like, man, I'll just do my stretching this evening. I'll be a little bit less disciplined. I made the justification that sleep is great for recovery, which it absolutely is. (laughs) But that was my my justification to myself at 4 a.m. I lay back down in bed, and my wife is like, what are you doing? Go get out of bed. Go do your stretches. And I was like, and I laid there. (laughs) I laughed to myself. I laid until like 4.05, and I was like, this is a prime example of all the other exceptions that, you know, I, we do have temptation with on a daily basis and literally everything else we do. Yeah. And it's the little things that make that difference, man. And, you know, <laughs> I I just laughed to myself. I rolled out of bed, went out there, did my, my yoga or my stretching, whatever you want to call it in the morning, and I, and I went ahead you know, and just went throughout the rest of my day. But it's whenever you're able to reflect on, like, those small instances, like, dang, like, here it is again. Though I've made so much progress, though I I, have a lot more discipline than I used to be, I'm still so far um, from where I should be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And if I'm seeing it there, then – you know, I'm looking at, at the reflection of, of everything else that we're doing with this and trying to to live a more um, faithful and godly life, right? Yes, sir. Um, And it's like, even with this, it's like, well, shoot, man. Instead of going through and, you know, I get home from work and instead of, you know, relaxing on the couch for the 20 minutes that I do, like that's 20 minutes extra that I could be in the scripture. You know what I mean? but it's like I consistently still make that decision to not do that for whatever reason. And so it, it's just something I've been struggling with this past week.
1: <laughs> no, I, I thank you for sharing that. Cause that's real and raw and, and I mean, how many people are listening to this that go through the same thing? I'm sitting in a chair across the room from you and I am going through a lot of the same exact things. and, and, you bring up the question of why several times there. That was something you said. Yeah. And it's so easy to be like, why? Further than that, why keep doing this? Why Why do I keep fighting a battle that's obviously a losing one? And, and I think the value that is placed in reading Scripture and reviewing some of these stories, uh, you said that you were reading Genesis, and I actually went back and started reading Genesis, and man, mm-hmm. it's just like, it is littered with examples of this, right? Mm-hmm. And at first and foremost, I think that like we got to circle back and understand that all of our shortcomings, all of our sins, all of our, our examples of being less than what we're supposed to be in a relationship and in the eyes of mm-hmm. God was paid for by Jesus on the cross because we knew that we had a constant debt that was so big and so insurmountable, insurmountable. That's yeah. a perfect word. Thank you. That you and I cannot do what we're supposed to do all the time. It, it is humanly, worldly impossible for yeah. us to be a hundred percent. And then we see examples of that. I said, I had a few examples come to mind, but just diving into it from the very beginning of time, the first man and first woman in the garden of Eden what did they do out of the gate with the perfect life and the perfect opportunity? <laughs> they gave in to temptation. They were tempted. Yeah, they fell short. They fell short. You start looking at other individuals. You start looking at, at Lot whenever uh, God's about to destroy the cities and of Sodom and Gomorrah uh, and the temptation to stay there. You look at his wife as she turned into a pillar of salt because she had the temptation to look back one more time, right? Yeah. It's it's there. It's going to happen. Yeah humans prime example it's it's so worldly and it and it's us and and i think not to get just super preachy on you here but i mean I, I i'm preaching to myself as well is that man i am too yeah. living living this life i have such a i'm so competitive we talked about the running earlier i'm so yeah. competitive i'm so eager to get everything right that like man i i can't forgive myself ever whenever I do something wrong and mm-hmm. whenever I fall short in this journey we're walking in and it's a yeah. temptation I, it's the end of the world for me, dude.
0: Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, no. And, and just, just to, to wrap that up. I mean, I, I got to understand that there's so many examples in the, in the Bible of humans being fallible, humans being just able to be exposed to sin and to be tempted and there's only one example of the perfect human being or i guess three times within that one example of the perfect human being not giving into that temptation even though there was all of the temptation all the mm-hmm. all the needs were there and and i'm sure there was a the tug but stood strong steadfast and and didn't and that's example of jesus yep. after 40 days in the wilderness
0: yeah absolutely Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, I guess something I just made a connection to, you know, it's those opportunities directly that, um, you know, we have that opportunity to really lay into into our faith and, and Jesus in those moments. Um, you know, I think another reason why, or maybe it gave me some, some understanding more so of myself. Um, <laughs> at, so at work the other day. We took a, a disc assessment. i um, have you, you know what that is. Yeah, yeah, I do. It's going through and talking about your personality and, and mm-hmm. the higher, um, what categories you're higher in. And so, for those that don't know, you have four categories. Uh, you have D's, I's, S's, and C's. But within those, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of variation between individuals because we're not all the same, right? Um, however, you know with Depending on the ranges that you're in, um, they kind of give you like titles for, for how you are. And so like one that my manager and all my coworkers um, kind of categorize me in uh, is a self-achiever, right? So going through, you know, I'm, I'm a huge people person. I'm a, I'm a huge, um, like I'm, I'm a goal-driven individual right? I have all these things I have set forth. I go through and I try and knock them out best I can. And it's, it's those goals and, and the people that really drive me to do that. However, um, you know, even right before I got my results, my manager, he was going through showing me like, hey, like in all of my history of going through and studying all this and, and subjecting myself to it and, and kind of, um, you know getting a you know monthly coaching even on how to read people and kind of place them that way we know how to best um you know build our team and and how to work through a bunch of different scenarios and, and realize our strengths and weaknesses right this is where i think you are and we went through it and i was like dude hit the nail on the head this is this is who i am i am a self-achiever right got my results back perfectionist <laughs> <laughs> and i was even like i I was like dude there's no way that this is who i am like yes i have perfectionist tendencies with my work because i set myself in the standards to a certain point it's like dude if you're gonna do it you gotta do it the right way but like you know in that moment i was like no like i'm not a perfectionist i just go through make sure all my i's are dotted my t's are crossed right and it bugged me to the fact that I came home, I told Kendall about it, I bought another test, took it again, comp- and guess what? If, perfectionist. If
1: that's not the like <laughs> definition of perfectionist as well, though, because it wasn't perfectly aligned with how you thought it, regardless, that's not my place no, to aligned, it, But you, right, <laughs>
0: You are absolutely correct.
1: Oh, man.
0: And you know having that that uh, self realization of like this is where you think you are but this is where you actually are <laughs> and just like reflecting on that itself and just everything else i do and um you know i even justified it to myself as like okay i am a perfectionist but it's through being perfect i'm able to go out and achieve these things <laughs> and it's it's just I don't know, man. It's kind of like a backwards way of thinking. And and it just really uh, shed light onto onto how I am with so much more than than I realized. And I don't know, man. It's a lot.
1: (laughs) Well, let me ask you this. Do you think that that perfection side of you is part of the reason why it hits you so hard and bothers you so much whenever – like the things we're talking about now and – whether it's music, whether it's, whether it's temptation, whether it's something, whenever you feel like you fall short.
0: I, I, I mean,
1: is that, is absolutely. that why it hits you so hard?
0: Absolutely. Because then it just shows like all the shortcomings I do have. Like, like I'm self realizing all the areas that I am failing in, but the beautiful thing of it all is that those are all the opportunities that I have to really, Lay into my faith to really grow this relationship with God and and you and and my family and everything else, man. It's just I don't know. It's it's something that that's just that hit me pretty hard. And you know, I think I think you're 100 right. So,
1: I, I I agree. I think I share some of the same qualities, maybe not to the extent of perfectionism, like like with what you're struggling yeah. with a little bit, but. Yeah. Man, I think I think there's a lot of people that do because how many people we talked about New Year's resolutions? How many people start something and then the results that they expect aren't aren't there perfect, yeah, or aren't the thing that they expected it to be, and and then you get turned off and and the you start over analyzing, you start tearing yourself apart with all the things that I didn't follow my diet here, I didn't work out here, I didn't do this or that, I didn't get that assignment done, that's why I'm not going to get promoted And yeah, whatever being, being area. Yeah, being your biggest critic. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't disciplined enough on my budget, and I spent money here, so now I'll never be able to buy a house or whatever it is, and yeah. you, you lose the dream, you lose the bigger goal. But the, I guess what I'm getting at is, is the constant pursuit of perfection is not wholly an unhealthy thing. You got to understand that, and and this is what double edged sword. We got to understand we'll never be able to achieve it, but absolutely that can't stop you from.
0: Yeah, no progress. And, and it's it's hundred percent not, but I think just having being able to take a step back and, and seeing who I am mm-hmm. now, um, really is aiding me in like in, in that pursuit, I guess. Agreed. Does that make sense?
1: No, I think that's beautiful, and I, and and I know what kind of person you are and the discipline you have, so I can I can definitely see that in you. And and if you're, you got something? No, no, not good. I was gonna say if you're somebody out there that's struggling with this, like like both of us clearly are, um, and you've you've had this goal in front of you or something you're trying to work towards, whether it's a relationship with God and understanding this side of things, or, or weight loss or finances or whatever it is, you guys. There's so many different areas. I, I would encourage you to take away what he just took away from that and what he just laid out for me and what, able I, what I was able to take away is, is man, a lot of days it's going to feel like it's not happening, mm-hmm. right? Or, or you're going to beat yourself into the ground or, or overanalyze everything to the point. But, I mean, man, it, progress over the perfection but working towards getting as close as you can to that perfection is just just the goal. There's going to be bad days. There's going to be things that you fall short on. And like you just said, and like you're going to continue to do it, it doesn't stop you from the progress. and
0: Or the process.
1: Yeah. And I would
0: – And At the end of the day, it's compounding interest. Yeah. It's the consistency. It's the discipline. Just going through, knowing that you're not going to meet that, but realizing, dude, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to do my dang best in everything I do every single day. And though I may not be seeing that progress right now I may not see it 2 years from now but having faith that eventually you will is is what that process actually looks like and it's not the finish line folks it's it's the process itself
1: absolutely and well I'd also challenge you with that too like our in your progress and your self criticism you're probably putting standards upon yourself That are what you assume the opinions of other people to be like, I, I failed on my diet, but rather than being like, okay, I can restart this and go, you're probably sitting there thinking like, I told all these people, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose weight, I'm gonna start eating healthy. And, and here I am with a donut in my hand kind of thing, you know, (laughs) but, but you, you start putting all this other weight and all these conditions upon yourself and all these opinions that one aren't even true, but two, they don't matter. In ways, right? It, what really matters is a relationship between you and God, and and the decisions you make for yourself, and that you're constantly chipping away and making progress for the for the better with the right heart, mm-hmm. right? And with the right motives behind it, and and the slip ups and the falls, and and all those things are gonna gonna be there, but getting up and continuing and moving on are just the elements that make it, yeah.
0: I mean, it's it's the only option you have. Yeah. Or it's the only option you should take at least. And, yeah and I don't and I don't want it to come across like I hope that didn't come across as negative, I guess. No. I um you know, it it's not it's not negative. I'm not in a dark place or anything like that. But it's just like having that self realization of like who I am and thus giving me the perspective I needed to realize all the opportunities that lay in front of me.
1: You said it best earlier. The, the the first step in solving a problem is realizing it exists. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful example of what you just did. Yeah. So that was good. And I
0: don't know, brother. I mean, just going through chapter five and chapter six, I mean, it's, it's just like, dude, these are the standards that are set for us. Yeah. And boy, are we so far away from it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And oh, what a mountain to climb to try to get even close. But <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh,
0: we're gonna try and do it every single day.
1: Yeah, so. I do want to circle back one more time. I, I know we talked about getting to five and six today, but yep. dude, let's just live in five. It's it. I think there's a lot of good things we've we talked about. And you brought up something that first verse of of five. Um, and the I'm beatitude. sorry, the, the first. First, I uh, visit verse three, the first line of the Beatitudes. Um, God blesses those who are poor in spirit and realize their need for Him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Um, man, I, I think, I think one way we can look really, really hard at that is the faith associated with that. I think it ties into what you talked about really, really well because poor in spirit means that something didn't go right, right? Somebody's having a hard time, whether it's any of the things we talked about, Mm -hmm. we haven't been able to achieve our goals. We're, we're financially struggling and, and in a bad spot or, or maybe we're, we've lost a loved one and we're questioning everything we've known about the righteousness and fairness of, of God. And, or we've, we found ourselves slipping or we picked up an injury from running. Maybe we tore a calf muscle. Um, or something, <laughs> right? And yeah. And whatever it is, you're poor in spirit because of some worldly means, but those here that realize their need for him still show that unchanging and just constant and steady faith. Just unwavering. Right? Yeah. Unwavering faith. That's yeah. A, that's a great way to put it. And... and those that are poor in spirit and still find the strength because that's what it really takes and what it is, they find that strength and ability to say, okay, the pieces are broken, they're laying around me, things are spread out, things are not doing what I think they're supposed to do or what I hoped they would do. And I have no other option but to be faithful and understand that God is going to take care of my needs. He's going to help heal this broken heart. He's going to help heal this calf muscle. He's going to help me get to the point of financial investment or, or stability that I need to be in or, or help me with that job or whatever it is. But but having that faith and that blind faith in your most poor moments, your most desperate moments, I think that's, that's what it hit me as. As you were saying it earlier, it just came to mind and and finding those spots where maybe even we're just poor in spirit because we're beating ourselves up way too much because we're a perfectionist, mm. right? Yeah. Maybe maybe that's <laughs> what it is. And I, I I don't know why that hit me the way it did whenever you said it, but I I wanted to circle back to that because I thought it was just it was super important.
0: No that 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 means a lot to me that you shared that perspective. I think as looking at that verse. um not necessarily for what it was I guess initially because it's like you know blessed are those in the poorest spirit you know they're continually giving their out there but you know our spirit isn't it's not a commodity to give you know what I mean sure and um, you know that that perspective they just gave just kind of highlighted in, in my opinion just what that actually means so that's pretty awesome
1: I, man, I can think of so many times in my life where I just I didn't have that perspective on it. And yeah. whenever you you pointed it out, it it jumped in here, and I was I had to share that. That was that was weighing on my heart pretty good.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Um, shoot, man, I you know just going through these, you know, again, just the fulfillment of the law, talking about murder in here adultery divorce oaths you know eye for an eye even more so love for your enemies folks i mean these are these are all opportunities we have to truly lay into our foundation and our relationship with god and no we're not going out there killing people we're not going out there and and committing adultery or or anything like that but you know, these are the big things that he's highlighting during his sermon on the mount, right? <laughs> but what about all those small little things that we just continuously fail at that could make that big difference in our lives?
1: It yeah. It's the little little building blocks in the foundation that we build, right? Yeah. To to stand upon, to fix the things that seem so much bigger but honestly in in the eyes of god probably carry a lot of the same weight right
0: yeah absolutely absolutely
1: and i don't and i i I commend you on sharing because man you shared a lot today and and you've opened up about a lot too and and i commend you because that it ties right into to really what the next big point is of of chapter five which is the salt and the light and and Mm -hmm. The light that you have in you and what you just shared, man, is 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 something that is is bright. It is you you are worried it came from a point of optimism or uh, pessimism, but I think it really really grasps the optimism of it that that no matter what has happened, whatever spot you see yourself in, and how hard you are on yourself, you've still been able to root that in something. And and though though everything might look a certain way on the surface, there's there's winds blowing, there's rain coming, there's things changing. But below that surface, there's there's that seed and there's that faith, and it's growing and it's doing a lot of things. And and I, I mean, before long, you've got this, you're laying the foundation, right? The roots yeah. and and everything else. And before long, you've got this just big beautiful thing where everything comes together. And and I think both of us are at a point where we're <laughs> we don't have that yet. <laughs> um, no, and and I I commend you so much because you're sharing things that I I probably don't have the courage as much to share and and but you're you're doing exactly what he talks about in in chapter five a little bit later when he talks about the salt and the light and he talks about being a light and having that light. Somebody yeah. doesn't light the lantern and and then immediately place it under cover where you can't see it, right? when yeah. Once you've got that fire and you've got that drive and you've got everything that you've got, and you're you're putting it out there in front of everyone, right? And and to tie into the salt side, you're not you're not sitting here begging for people to feel sorry for you. You're not putting it over here as as some kind of proclamation that man I, I did this one thing or I started looking at it this one way and my life completely turned around because too much salt mm-hmm. makes things disflavorful as well. But yeah. it, you're walking the balance of of adding the light and adding the salt and and I think it's a dude, you're just like a beautiful example of that today. <laughs> I, I, not to not to dive off in the weird side of things, but I just yeah. it's it's wonderful because and like you are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Even through all this, like you've you've held on to that and you haven't lost your flavor. you haven't lost your faith. and you've continued to add to things without over adding to them or or overextending into some other weird spot. and and in verse fourteen, you're the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Mm. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, the lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. in the same way. Let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. And if that doesn't hit the nail on the head for, for that conversation we just had in the Beatitudes, I I really don't know what does. (laughs) Uh, So I I commend you for that, man.
0: Yeah. I I think the other thing too is, you know, everybody is that light as long as they go through and, and, Recognize that for what it is, right, and realize, you know, regardless of where you're at, what you're going through, um, you know, whatever you're dealing with, that light is still shining in however deep and dark that darkness is. And so, you know, if any of y'all are out there are struggling with anything or you know you're going through some some tough battles in your life. Just realize, I mean, this is that opportunity that that lies right in front of you, and um, it's kind of up to you on on what you do with it, I guess. So.
1: Yeah, well, well said.
0: But, man, um, not to not to cut things short or anything, um, but I, I don't. I don't have much more for you um, for what we what we got today, at least.
1: <laughs> no, I, I think that's good. <laughs> I think we ended up in the same. Kind of sp- tired now. <laughs> same, I think we ended up in the same spot uh, where, we, where we were going to talk about salt and light and continue to end verse five. But man, I think that talks about the growth and and some of the some of the how deep this is, man, yeah. and how how really involved it is. And it's not getting hung up. It's not trying to overstudy this or anything, but it's – the exposure and living in these examples. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's cool. And, and I hope that y'all would continue to stay with us on this journey. And, and as we roll through some of this and, and move a little slower than, than what some people might find in a, in a sermon or a YouTube video, but just like, I, like we said, we're living this. Yeah. We're, we're, we're going through this. We're new to this in so many ways. And, and what you see here is what you get. <laughs> we're, we're two dudes that, that, don't get it all right, but man, we're trying.
0: We sure try. And that's what that's what makes a difference at the at the end of the day. So Yeah. Cool, brother. Well I ain't got nothing else. You got anything else?
1: Man, the only thing I'd say is if you got something out of this and I did, I know Yeah. The story that that Divin shared and some of the connections, some of the points we were able to draw out of this. I think we're were very, very valuable. And if you did, share the show. Send it to somebody that might get the same if you find some, if you if you or yourself is in one of those spots where you're just like, you don't know what to do, right? You, you don't know where to start. You don't know, you're uncomfortable with the gospel or God or Jesus or whatever that looks like. I, so are we. <laughs> We've <laughs> been there and we're, we're still living in that. I'm getting a lot more comfortable the more we like truly, truly invest into this. Yeah, and, absolutely. But if, if somebody could benefit from that, share it with them. It might not land now, but you never know. They might be in a, in a rough time and, and go back to your message six weeks ago or, or a few months ago and, and just click on this. And, and maybe it's a little bit of light or a little bit of optimism that they need for their situation. Mm-hmm. So. It's in
0: four, man. Well, other than that, y'all get out there, lead the way, and always be prepared for whatever it is.
1: Next in line.